Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone wrap of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a million on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place or get smacked down. Play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to another edition of Boot to the Face, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. And you can find us on all your favorite podcast players, which is a dumb thing to say now that I think about it, because if you're listening to it, you already fucking found us. But leave us a review, leave us a like, share us with your friends at Watch Wrestling, and join us on our Discord, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. And you can find us on Linktree as well, where all of our merch is. I'm Chris Rucker. I'm here with EJ Reed. We will be bringing you... Some wrestling talk over the next 60 or so minutes and some NFL talk. A lot of shit going down in the NFL this week. How's it going, EJ? Man, I can't complain. Another day, another dollar. Like you said, it's a lot going on in wrestling, NFL. Motherfuckers getting fired on their day off. Mm. Overnight, too. They tried to sneak and do that shit. Like, ain't nobody going to see this. Let me turn this pink slip in real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's do it overnight. No, I'll be paying attention, so. We can just sneak on in and get this guy out the paint. <laughs> you know who ain't trying to sneak nothing by? Your boy Tony Khan. Apparently, he's got a big announcement to make tonight as we record on a Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. EJ, any uh, any predictions you want to try to guess what the announcement is? When did he announce this? It's all over Twitter and everything else. He, he made a long-ass tweet about it being November and blah, 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 and I have a huge announcement. Man, he ain't going to have me fooled again. It's going to be announcement of a, another tournament or something like that. Nah. I feel like <laughs> he's had so many shitty announcements that we downplay them all that everybody's like, I don't give a fuck about this announcement. And he's going to be like, we have a streaming service. <laughs> oh, you can find all AEW stuff on Max now. I'd be so salty if he said that the night I don't actually watch it live but that'd be dope but it'd be shitty if I didn't see it live though <laughs> oh you're not watching live tonight I guess it is a uh, quite time for Dynamite I mean you yeah, might have an overlap I mean I, I guess I'll, I'll be able to fast forward it so you're right but yeah I don't expect it to be anything significant it's Tony Khan man look who we talking about a good little play on words you said there Tony Khan man <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> Bars. So let's get into it, man. Let's talk some wrestling over this past week. Um, I, I mean, besides a couple matches here and there, not a lot happened. But you did have uh, one of the brand new notes is MJF Public Enemy number one. Now, last week we came on here and we were talking and you were saying how AEW does have some good storyline and storytelling. And I was kind of shitting on it, but I will say this. I do like, 
I've always wondered in wrestling, like, why is there only one guy going after the world title? Like, I want to be champion too, but I guess I got to wait on Drew McIntyre to get his fucking three matches out of the way first and then challenge it. I like that everybody's like, I want the fucking belt. Like, I want the belt too. So, in that sense, that's really good shit. Uh, How you feeling about the the MJF public enemy number one storyline? I like it because the chaos behind it. But I don't know if I'm like, is this good or is this just all over the place? Because like you said, everybody's coming at him. You got Warlow coming at him. You got uh, Samoa Joe coming at him. You got Kenny, who and him just had a banger this past Saturday. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, you also have uh, Bullet Club Gold coming after him. Kind of got uh, Roddy Strong not coming after him really, but like being annoying mosquito on the side of him and you got everybody coming at all of these angles from him and you know uh heavy is the head that wears the crown he's got to thwart all these people coming after him i like it but if you uh don't rein it in a little bit it could go out of control and right now they're doing a good job of you know playing everything out pretty evenly so far so so far so good but you know they're towing the line where if you don't play it right, well, you know, it could go left. So His head isn't too heavy because he don't have the fucking crown. And this is where my issue is. You have MJF versus Kenny Omega in a great match. Like, for all intents and purposes, this is a really good fucking match on TV. It didn't get a lot of pub going into it. I think it was, honestly, I think you threw away a, a really good pay-per-view match for nothing. But the point was... That MJF has been champion for X amount of days. And Kenny Omega is the longest reigning AEW world champion in the company's history. So, I did like the fact that they were like, well, let's fucking give Omega a shot at it. Because if you're going to beat his record, you might as well beat him. Cool. Where's the fucking title? It's backstage over the shoulder of Jay White, who ain't even a fucking champion. So, if Omega wins, what does he win? Yeah, they kind of, you know, showed their hands when they had that storyline element into it where he doesn't have the physical title. I mean, you got the pin, so I'm sure if he won it, you could twist it some way, him trying to get it from uh, the Bullet Club if if Kenny would have won. But I get your point. Yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine winning the fucking world title and they they don't hand it to you? Like, oh, yeah, so you're the champ, but what happened was the last champion got jumped and they stole it? And, like, our boss is not telling this guy, like, you can't keep running around with the title. Give it back. They're just letting him run around with the title. Like, come on. get it. Never in the history of pro wrestling has a motherfucker stole the title before his championship match. And then he win the title. So, I think this was MJF first title defense. Not having the title, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I believe so. So... Why didn't they just introduce a new title for them to potentially win? And then uh, whoever won it, well, well, I guess that don't really make sense, too, because if Kenny won it, why would he want that that Triple B? Because I was going to say you could go do like a title for title thing for the Triple B, but Kenny wouldn't want that Triple B. So, no. EJ, if, if you're at work and they tell you you're the best lawyer here 
and they give you a plaque. And a motherfucker three offices down says, man, fuck EJ. And steals your plaque. And it's like, if you come down here and try to get it, me and all my fucking associates, we're going to give you this work. And you're like, well, I'm not going to go get jumped. And your boss walks by and sees him gloating with your plaque, your award. Wouldn't your boss be like, man, give him that shit back. Quit playing before I fire you. True, but their office is a wrestling ring and not a cubicle. So, I mean, what Tony Khan going to do to the Bullet Club? I don't know. Fire him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got a point. I mean, I know this is wrestling and possession is nine tenths of the law in wrestling, which I don't even think is a real fucking law. But they've been teaching us that shit for years. But I said earlier, I said, uh, no, nobody in the history of wrestling has ever stole the title and then won it in a match. I think it would be cool if Jay White won it. I think if he's walking around with the title, as much as I hate him walking around with the title, and then if he won it, I think that'd be it would suck for MJF. Like, the last month and a half of your title reign, you didn't even get to have a fucking title. How do you feel about uh, a short title reign for Jay White? Just to, you know, like you said, shock the fans, but then have MJF win it right back. AEW doesn't really do a lot of short title. I think Moxley had a short one. Punks yeah. were short just because he kept getting hurt. But Moxley's was yeah. what, like two weeks, three weeks maybe? Yeah, that was behind weird circumstances. But they haven't had like a... Uh, Title short title reigns where it was on purpose. Yeah, behind like stuff out like you know. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. It happens sometimes, right? Like every time somebody wins the title, I shouldn't have to be like, all right, well, for the next six months, this motherfucker ain't gonna lose. Like, have somebody lose the title the next night on Dynamite after they win it. True, true. I wouldn't mind that. Um, a similar storyline, but it didn't play out like this. Remember when Stone Cold? beat The Rock at WrestleMania 15, and then he had the regular title, and he's like, wait a minute, where's, where's my smoking skull at? And I think The Rock had it somehow. Yeah, yeah. The Rock, they said they uh, got rid of it or whatever, and The Rock, and no, The Rock had it some kind of way, and he threw it off the bridge. And no, he, I'm sorry, he didn't throw it off the bridge. First, he threw Stone Cold off the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> then he threw the belt off the bridge. And then he he revealed that he didn't throw the belt off the bridge and he still had it. And they had a match for that title and Stone Cold ended up winning that one. Yeah, so, I don't know. It, it didn't, like, think this one out to the extent that that storyline was thought out, but you don't want to copy them. Didn't right. uh, Rocks throw a, no, Stone Cold throw IC title off the belt? That was Yeah, he, that back. was Rocks. That was, so he, when they feuded <laughs> over the IC title, Stone Cold threw the Rocks title off the bridge. So the Rock said, "I'll fucking one up you. I'll throw your motherfucking ass off the bridge." <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, pro wrestling, baby. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the storyline is going though. But that's the good thing. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Joe get the belt, but I don't think he will. He just had that uh, title uh, shot at uh, what you call it, Punk. Nah, 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 nah. He had he had MJF at uh the Grand Slam thing. Yeah. Oh Grand yeah. Slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MJF choked him out. Um That that whole rock and Stone Cold IC title feud, that's where I switched my allegiance. I don't From know if Stone I Stone Cold or Rock? Yeah, I don't know if I ever told you that I was a big Stone Cold fan back in the day. And uh, then in that Intercontinental title feud. It was actually the Royal Rumble where The Rock came in at number one and lasted all the way to the end. Stone Cold won. That night, I was like, 
I'm rolling with The Rock. <laughs> he was already like creeping up on being entertaining, and then when he fucking killed it in that Royal Rumble, I was like, yeah, that's that's my guy now. Hey, you had the vision, and I, I was gonna say, and just like that, like I hated Stone Cold after that, like for really? years. Yeah, I could not. He was he was against The Rock all the time. I was like, fuck Stone Cold. Kinda, but they kind of went their ways after that. They went their separate ways after that, and then Stone Cold's messing with DX and Mankind, Do Love, yeah, Undertaker, and then once uh, Rock joined Corporation, that's when they started. That's when I really hated Stone Cold. <laughs> that was when he was his hottest. Yeah, you're going against the grain at that point. Hey man, I was with the Rock. I was the people's. Ch- I was with the people. They got me. They got my little ten year old ass when uh, the Rock turned. Uh, back to go to the corporation on Mankind or whatever. It's like everybody was popping for The Rock. That's when he started really getting pops like that. And Man. Then just that's, pull, the, pull the wool over everybody. That's so good how they did that. They turned him face while he was in the Nation of Domination. Like, I remember that whole fucking lead up. There was a, there was a match with like him and Mark Henry. And then he had the, he had the cage match with uh, Mankind and Shamrock where he did the double people's elbow and like, you just couldn't deny that people fucking loved him. And as soon as he fucking was like, all right, I'm the people's champ, and everybody cheered for him, bam, fucking turn on him, Joey McMahon. <laughs> I fucking love it. That's good shit. Got his own pay-per-view, rock bottom. Yeah. Genius. For some reason, my parents let me buy that one for some reason. Out of all the pay-per-views, that random rock bottom pay-per-view. We had uh, actually hard work or something. We had the black box, so. All right, lucky. Yeah, I would have to, like, get my stepdad to, They had it in their bedroom because there was porn on there, you know. They didn't, they didn't want us to get the porn. Of course, they weren't watching the porn, you know. Um, so I would have to get him, like, on Sunday nights to either let me fucking stay in y'all's bedroom till 11 o'clock or bring that shit out to the living room. But once a month, they would bring it out, and I'd get to uh, I'd get to flip the little switch and watch, watch wrestling and hope they fell asleep early and I could watch a little... Jenna Jameson and uh, <laughs> what's my girl's name? Ke- I want to say her name was Kelly. Uh, Asia Asia Carrera. Yeah, it was Asia. Carrera. It was a blonde chick that everybody loved. Jenna Jameson. I didn't like Jenna Jameson. There was another blonde chick that I liked. There was also a girl that looked just like Trish Stratus back then. Really? Her name was uh, Gentile, I think. Write this down for research purposes. I'm gonna Google this. Of course, Google.com. Gentile. Gentile. 90s, from the 90s though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she looked like uh, what is all this fucking shit I got on here? Yeah. Is this her? Tiana Trump? (laughs) No, it was. They're all blocked. Like I got to click on them. Like I got. Uh, I think this might be her. But she really looked like Trish Stratus. Um, I gotta spell her name correctly too. Well, okay, I'm not. Gonna, this, uh, I'm not gonna click on the videos while we're on the fucking <laughs> while we're on the podcast. But yeah, there's this website. It's a uh, adult film star doppelgangers. You could type in like a celebrity, and then their uh, adult star doppelganger will pop up. It's pretty interesting. I saw a Tiana Trump video where she had a blue wig on, and I swore that was a. Uh, Sasha? The boss. <laughs> I was hey, like, does anybody cool. got a, does anybody got a link to this entire scene? Just just out of curiosity. <laughs> no. 
Somebody help a brother out. <laughs> Never found the whole one. Bah. Shucks. Yeah. Uh, look, I googled it. I googled it, and here it is. What's the name? I googled Trish Stratus porn lookalike, and first thing that pops up, what's the name of the porn star that looks just like Trish Stratus? Uh, and Trish, I don't know her name. Difficult. Uh, good luck with that. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's all the answers. Somebody said Rebecca Wild. It's really not Rebecca Wild. I want to think it was Gentil though. I'll, I'll, I'm going to come back. We're going to have answers. Don't you worry, boot to the face listeners. We're going to get answers for you perverts out yeah. there that want to know this. Exactly. We'll come through for the people because that's what y'all want. Y'all want the smut. <laughs> smut sales, man. Hey, that's what they say. Um, let's, let's stay on the women. <laughs> Ronda Rousey was doing indies this weekend. What do you think? She's com- uh, obviously she's completely done with WWE. I I saw snippets of it and I was a little bit surprised because I thought she was just done with the industry and she's out there doing indies, so maybe she's trying to get herself back into the good gracious of uh, wrestling fans out there because she left on a sour note. I don't really know why because I feel like she kind of grounded herself and was in the tag division. She wasn't taking up the top spot but fans turned on her and seems like she's trying to do a little work now i don't know how much they're paying her they can't be paying her that much so she's probably just doing it for the love of it i guess i imagine on a non-promoted appearance she probably wouldn't get that much but if they're promoting her next one i think they got to give her the bag um i bet because ronda came in as a fan of wrestling, she didn't just watch WWE. She watched like a lot of shit. I bet she probably always wanted to go do indie stuff. Like you, you know how really rich people like want to go to the slums just to see what it's like and shit like that. Not that the indies are the slums, but she came in at WrestleMania, so she never got to like wrestle in front of two hundred people and shit like that. She probably does want to see what it's like. She ain't. I mean, she's not doing it. To get a job, she's just doing it to be like, I want, I want to know what this is like, and I guarantee you, at an indie show, Ronda Rousey probably got a fucking pop, because it ain't stuck up WWE fans that are just hating on her because of who she is. It's motherfuckers like, oh shit, like that's Ronda fucking Rousey. I never saw her fighting the UFC. I never saw her wrestle here. Like she's fucking here at this indie show now. Yeah, that'd be cool. Imagine you sitting in a five hundred seat gym or wherever they were at and Ronda fucking Rousey just pops up. They're like, whoa, I got yeah. my money's worth for this show. I know but, how um, fucking hyped I was when I was at an indie show and Jericho and Omega showed up. Oh yeah, I forgot you said that. Um what was that what was that that is it a tweet you got pinned talking about Jericho popping up. Was that the show you talking about? Yeah, yep. That was right before AEW started and uh or right around the time they started and they were hyping up their main event match. And they were like, we want to get a thousand people in here. And they got a fucking thousand people in there. They were the promoter was Cody's going to show up. And Cody walked out in a suit with his dog like he didn't really do anything. And then at the end, some guy came out and attacked like the main baby face and took his mask off. And it was Jericho. And the lights went out again and Omega was there. And it was just this big fucking brawl. 
and it was, it was a lot of fun. That's how I ended up uh, getting in touch with Heidi Katrina about interviewing her because she was there, and I posted some pictures of like her and Jericho next to each other, and she reached out to me like, "Hey, can I?" Which, you know, people don't have to do this, but she reached out like, "Can I use those pictures you use instead of just hitting save and reposting them on her own?" Which I thought was unnecessary, but I thought was cool of her to do too. That's what's up. Uh, and this show was in Atlanta? It was in Canton, Georgia. Ten minutes from yeah. my house. Oh, so it's like a, the, the suburbs of Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is north of Atlanta by like 45 minutes. And that's what's up. I'm surprised Jericho did something like that. Look well, the, the main guy that did uh, their main baby face, he did a lot of video work for AEW at the beginning. He may still be doing it. Um, they used a lot of the production guys that were at this show because it's local around here. And Cody knew them. They all went to like Cody's Nightmare Factory and shit like that. So they had already had these guys there. And I think, as a matter of fact, Jericho shot one of his music videos at their little uh, at their little church arena or whatever it's called. The guy that runs it is a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the place he does is like an old Dollar General store. And he has his church there, and then one Friday a month they clear all that out and put the ring up. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, who else was wrestling at that show? Uh, Tommy Dreamer was there. Ugh. Uh, Danny Jordan. That's where that's where I learned of Danny Jordan. Uh, Kenzie Page, your NWA Women's Champion. She wasn't at that particular show, but she was. That's the first place I saw her. I saw her and Danny Jordan wrestle. Um, Oh, your boy, Austin Theory wrestled there a couple times. Okay. Was he with the company? No, he couldn't have been with the company. No, this is before WWE. Yeah. Wow, he hasn't been there since. You said this was 2018 or 2019? Uh, This was whenever the fuck AEW started. It started in 2019. Yeah, I'd have to go look at it. Well, I mean, he was, again, he wasn't at that show. I can't remember everybody that was at that one show. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was at that show, though. Um, That's what's up. I know DDP's been there. Scott Hall was there a couple times before he died. Like a lot of the older wrestlers were come there. Lex Luger was there, and then they got a lot of young and up and coming guys that that come there. Uh, Alan Angels, Alan Dark Order. Yeah, he was world champion there when I started going there. He was their champ. Huh? Maybe that's how he got on AEW's radar. Then yeah, he uh he was in a group called. Fuck, what was their name? It was Danny Jordan. It was Allen Angels. It was, uh, I'm forgetting everybody's name now, but they had the dopest fucking theme music. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. We're way off topic, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's the charm of this show. Give you a little bit of everything. Yep. Um, SmackDown Women's Division or the Women's Division WWE in general. I feel like there's such a, difference in booking and in star power Mm -hmm. on smackdown you have eo who's a great champion and she's basically being booked secondarily to charlotte when she shows up and this is more of a charlotte becky conversation also but like i just feel like with becky lynch involved in stuff on raw it just feels way more important than 
anything else that's going on on SmackDown, including Charlotte and even Rhea Ripley. Whatever Becky's in feels more important than what Rhea Ripley's involved in with the women's division. But you got, like, we talked about MJF earlier when Becky was NXT champion. She is running into motherfuckers left and right backstage like, I want the belt. I want the belt. And she brought up the women's division with everybody she wrestled. And I don't feel like SmackDown has anybody that can do that. We want hmm. we want these uh, up-and-coming people to get a shot, right? And I feel like on SmackDown, there's nobody there. Until Bianca came back, maybe Bianca can do it. But I feel like on SmackDown, there's nobody there that can bring up a Chelsea Green or a Shotzi or you know people on the lower tier of the cards. But I feel like in the past couple months... Tiffany Stratton's been elevated. Lyra Valkyrie's definitely been elevated. Um, everybody Becky's wrestled basically has been pulled up as opposed to just buried. You feeling mm-hmm. the same or you disagree? You have a point. Uh, and this is where the board of uh, Sasha Banks probably comes into play. She could have been opposite of Becky right now on SmackDown, but you don't have her right now. Like you said, Bianca just came back. Charlotte, I don't know, man. She's just regressed kind of. A lot. In the past couple of years. I mean, you couldn't never count on her to cut an outstanding promo, but in the ring, she's pretty reliable, and I feel like she's kind of taking a step back as far as that goes. I know you haven't never been a fan of her really in the ring, but she used to put on solid matches in my opinion, but... Like you said, it's been kind of ho-hum recently, but yeah, I pretty much agree with you. But on Raw's side of things, you got Becky to bring people up and elevate them. But besides her, I mean, Rhea doesn't wrestle. Right. That's what I was saying. I was saying Becky, whatever she does, feels more important than what Rhea the champion is doing. But I mean, even like Zia Lee, for example, like she jumps in Becky's face. Now she's getting wins on Monday Night Raw against Candice LeRae. Like, we've been waiting on Zia Lee to, at least I have, been waiting on her to fucking get a shot for a while. And she fucking jumps in Becky Lynch's face, and guess what? Fine, we're going to put your ass on Monday Night Raw. You either sink or swim. And it's up to her to fucking to bring it or not. I feel like, and this is me because I don't like her, so I probably nitpick, but Charlotte just does so much little shit that, like, stops the other person from getting up. Bianca came and saved her last week. Right. Or when Bianca made her return. And if you go back and watch Charlotte's in the corner, Bianca goes over there and she's like looking at her and she tries to like fist bump her. And Charlotte's looking dead at Bianca. And then Bianca tries to help her up. And she like looks the other way and gets up on her own and like kind of walks up. They're supposed to be friends like they high fived or whatever. So it's not like there's supposed to be tension there. It's just Charlotte like I'm not sharing the fucking spotlight with you. As opposed Damn to me. Becky loses the fucking Lyra Valkyrie and puts the fucking title on and gives her a hug and bows out of the ring. Like, there's just no graciousness on the part of Charlotte. And I think that's why I don't like her. I think there's this I mean, air of fucking, what? like, she has this air of arrogance that, like, she doesn't have to bring people up with her. She's where she is because I'm Charlotte Flair. I mean, was it kind of by design, though, that specific instance that you pointed out, her not shaking Bianca's hand? I mean, again, kind of rivals. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
to me, that moment was not about them having tension or else Bianca wouldn't have came out there and tried. And it's, it ain't just this, like shit, like this happens all the time with Charlotte, like just little stuff that you notice, at least I do. And it happens all the time. And if I notice it, I know other people are noticing it. Like Charlotte didn't want to shake that bitch's hand. Why should I cheer for Bianca? True. And to kind of piggyback off your point with Becky, she even kind of revived Trish's, uh, the way people look at Trish really in the ring. Because like you said, you were never a fan of Trish in the ring. And they were putting on bangers when they had their like, summer long feud. Yeah. So that's just, a, a, you know, a reflection of how Becky has upped her game up. And, and Number 29 to PWI 500 or PWI 250. Yeah, but they got weird <laughs> gear criteria. I'm just throwing shade. I'm just throwing shade. <laughs> um, but I feel like they have the tools there to put people in that position. But the roles that they're in right now, they're not meant to play that position. You don't think if Becky, not Becky, if uh, Bailey was a face again, she could probably elevate people as well. I think Bailey's just like. I had my run during the pandemic, like where I was over as fuck. I can just coast now. That's what it feels like. I could be completely wrong, but that's what it feels like. I feel like Bailey's just like, I'm cool with taking a back seat. Like let EO do her thing. I'll play the fucking I'll play the tambourine for EO while she's the champ. And I feel like she's cool with that. And I and that's not a bad thing. Like I I couldn't see Charlotte ever doing that. I mean I don't think it's in her DNA. It is what it is. Yeah. She's 10 years in now, so we're not going to teach a, a old dog new tricks at this point. But, I mean, look at, like, remember Charlotte won the Royal Rumble and she fought Rhea for the NXT title when she was NXT champion? Yeah, and she squashed her. And now name name one good thing that happened at a Charlotte winning the NXT title. Name one good match, one good feud. I can't even. That was so long. That was the pandemic. I can't remember even if I wanted to. You remember who who beat her for the belt? Didn't didn't she vacate it? <laughs> she lost it in a triple threat to EO and and Rhea Ripley. She lost it to EO. I see. She couldn't even lose it straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Just proving your point even further. <laughs> that like what was now you put Becky with the NXT title and she bought that whole fucking brand. I don't know. It's just. I think WWE has tools to make their women's division better. And, and let, let's be honest, like, while Becky was the NXT champion, Raw and NXT were seeing so many more women on TV during that time. Like, we've we've been here recording, and I'll be like, damn, there's another women's segment on. Like, women been killing it tonight. I'm not saying that's because of Becky. I'm saying her having the title piqued the interest of people watching NXT's women division and the division on Raw when she was defending the title. And when you have a world champion like Rhea Ripley who's on that Roman Reigns title defense schedule, you know, you got to have somebody doing something. And she's basically the fucking workhorse. Yeah. Pretty much made the argument that she's the number one woman in the company right now. I'd say the... I shouldn't say the world because I don't watch Japanese wrestling and stuff like that, but all the wrestling I watch, Becky Lynch is the best women's wrestler going right now. Yeah, I think 
Rhea has potential, but she doesn't wrestle really right now. But that's not really her role, I guess, because she's basically the leader of Judgment Day. We're just basically going off Rhea's look and her gimmick right now. We're not talking about, like, like can Rhea Ripley talk you into buying, seeing a match? I'm not Probably. saying she can't. I'm not saying she can't. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying I know Becky could. And then can Rhea go with everybody like Becky Lynch could? Or does she have to have certain dance partners? Because we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that's true. What about the Bianca side of things? Can she do that? She can't. I think I really wanted her to come back with a rebrand. Um, I kind of wanted her to get rid of the ponytail because, like, I think they, I think they lean on her ponytail too much during matches, and honestly, like, I feel like it even annoys her sometimes when she's got to do moves and she's got to fucking grab it to make sure it doesn't get tangled up in the ropes or some shit like that. Um, but I kind of wish they would have done away with that, and I kind of wish they would have made her a little bit more edgier. She doesn't have to join the Street Profits, but like. Just make her a little bit more edgier than the candy-coated Bianca that we've been getting for like three years that she's been on the main roster. So you want a complete overhaul then? Change the music? Get rid of the ponytail? Not completely, but just like a couple little nuanced things. Don't be so happy, you know? You got cheated out of your title, then you got jumped, and you come back and you're still same old Bianca, like no chip on your shoulder. Look like look like a I've, million dollars though. Yeah, I've said this time and time before. The mark of a great superstar is if you're able to get a big reaction as a face and a big reaction as a heel. We've seen her do it as a face. We've seen her do it as a heel on the NXT level, but we haven't seen her do it on the level of the main roster. And I don't know if we'll get to see that because from what I'm hearing, they look at her as the woman version of John Cena. Well, she's a, let's be real, she's a black woman that appeals to everybody that's under the age of like 13, 14 that's a girl, right? Doesn't matter what color they are, they see Bianca Belair and they like her. As a business, that makes sense. Um, And for her, it makes sense. Like, I'm pretty sure she's going to make a shitload of money being the female John Cena when it comes to that. But also, like, besides Becky, who on the roster could she turn heel against and you even give a fuck about it? Hmm. Not on SmackDown? The whole roster. You could pick the entire women's division on the main roster. Who would Bianca turn heel against that people wouldn't be like, I can see why she did that and kind of still cheer, like, if you wanted to get booze, she would literally have to turn against Becky, stop Becky from beating Rhea or something like that. She turns against Charlotte. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. WWE's at a weird spot where they're heel heavy. Besides her and Becky, because Rhea is basically a heel, even though she's a cool heel. Yeah. Nobody cares, like you said, about Charlotte. You got uh, damage control heels. Chelsea Green, tag team champions are heels. Uh, Zia Lee, heel. <laughs> and like, the rest of the, the, the faces at? The rest of the baby faces, though, they're not cared about. I guess if Liv Morgan came back, she could turn on Liv. Yeah. 
That would where, probably where is she? She was injured. Uh that would probably get her some uh don't do that. <laughs> it's true though. Honestly, I hope yeah, Liv, Liv. I hope Liv Morgan comes back with a different gimmick. Uh I would love that. She could win me over if she does that. She come uh, back come back her and Lana come back and finish that lesbian storyline they had. <laughs> Whoa now. I forgot about that. That's funny. Um, yeah, the writers forgot about it too. They just fucking did away with it one day. <laughs> like no, it was no ending to it whatsoever. True. Um, what about Little Miss Bliss? Has she had her baby yet? No, she was. Uh, I saw her. She posted a picture on Halloween, like the skeleton outfit with the skeleton baby around the belly. Uh, she said she's been pregnant forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> happening with that but yeah i don't know you got like you said you got some women on raw but you're not really emotionally invested in them yet you got candace laray eh? indy hartwell yeah um i feel like i'm missing uh tegan knox i think you're a tegan knox fan i was not anymore well how come why'd you jump off the tegan band uh, tegan knox bandwagon? i just feel like she hadn't been good since she's come back since triple h rehired her like I was excited to see her come back, and honestly, I could care less. Like she comes on TV now, I'm just like, eh, whatever. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what you do to really solve it. What do you think they should do to solve that problem right now? They got some women in NXT that could be baby faces. I think some of these women that they have on the main roster have been there so long that people are just kind of over it. Like who? Natty. Right, but did, did you see her little cat outfit or oh, whatever yeah. she had? I'm not over Natty ever being on TV, but <laughs> Natty gets no reaction. Yeah, she's like the workhorse. They've, you know, they've basically gave us a reason not to care for her anymore because you know she's going to lose her match. Yeah. Raquel Rodriguez, nobody cares about her. Like a lot yeah, of these women, that, back. yeah, they just, they don't, there's no depth to them, right? There's no like, like Rhea's got depth because she's with the Judgment Day and she's a badass and she's got this look and she's in control of this fucking faction. She's got the whole Dominic thing, right? Becky's the man, like she's had this whole story that you followed her with this entire time. Bianca, you know, came up from NXT, she won the Royal Rumble, Blah, blah, blah. Charlotte, you know, she's Ric Flair's dad. Like, all these women have stories behind them. Tell me a story about fucking Raquel Rodriguez or Piper Nevin or uh, Chelsea Green. Like, what's their WWE? I watch them and this is their story and this is why I like them or dislike them. Honestly, what's EO Sky's story besides she came back at SummerSlam, she runs around with Bailey and Dakota Kai and she cashed in. Like, she don't have a story. People cheer her because they like the way she does a moonsault. Hmm. True. I was about to say, you know Raquel's story. She has back muscles. <laughs> yeah. But uh And if you don't believe yeah, it, if I you mean, don't know that, she'll show you. Yeah, exactly. A million times over. But uh you got a point, but Whose story do we, we know Becky's story and we know Charlotte's story because they forced it on us. Do we know Bianca's story like that, though? I mean, we we were with her throughout her entire come up from winning the WWE Royal Rumble to her match with Sasha 
to getting smoked by Becky and having to work her way back up and the whole thing with Becky. Like, yeah, we've got a story with Bianca. We got we got emotional connection with Bianca. So how do you lay out their story though? It has to like you said, we Bianca's story is embedded at this point because we've gone back with her, but coming into the company, did she have like a story laid out like that? No, that's what I'm saying. They have to they need to start working on if they want us to buy into these certain women wrestlers like they pick as you're going to be you're going to be one of the workhorses in this division. They need to give them a story, give us a reason to give a fuck about them. Don't just send them out there, have them do a couple cool moves and call somebody a bitch and then we're supposed to cheer for them. You know? Nikki Bella had a fucking story. Did she? I, I wasn't really watching it. Yeah, she was a Bella twin. She fucking turned on her sister because her sister was getting all the fucking pub. And then she became the longest reigning Divas champion in the history of the company. And learned how to fucking wrestle. But then again, you just named how her story evolved. Who was her story coming into the company, though? She was a Bella twin. That's what I'm saying. It's not too late. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They need to give uh, these people stories. You so, don't have to okay, have a story so I, coming in. You have to have a story to make me start caring about you. Okay, so I get what you're saying. You're not necessarily saying they need a story coming in. No. They need to develop a story. Yeah, make me give a fuck. Yeah, cool. You're hot. You do good moves. All right. Now what? I still don't care if you win or lose, Gigi Dolan. I just like you being on TV to look at you. So, but it feels like they're maybe trying to build stories around them. It, it takes time. Right. Because, like, you have to have a mid card. And right now, I really don't care about it, but I don't really have a solution. I just, just got to focus on putting more effort in making us care about it. Uh, I feel like the stories aren't stringing us along from week to week. I think that's a big problem as well. They'll have a match, they'll lose, and then they'll win the next week. You literally just said it. You said it takes time. And I don't think they're being patient with the women's division. I think they have Becky, they have Rhea, they have Bianca, and sadly they have Charlotte. Those are the new four horsewomen. And they make sure they take care of those four women and everybody else just has to get in where they fit in. And I don't think that's enough. I think they can be creative, too. Like you said, they don't necessarily need an origin story coming in. But what happened to vignettes, man? Like, Mm. I think vignettes help. (laughs) Brian Pillman was fucking killing his. Yeah, you see a lot of NXT but you don't really see it on the main roster. They just show up, and then maybe leading up to a match, you'll see them show some NXT footage, and this is why this is a big match. Uh, I've been doing this for years. You know, I think they did it with Cancel Ray and DIY, but that's not really a story like that because a lot of some people didn't watch NXT like that. So. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of that weird time of the year where – we, don't, we got uh, Survivor Series right around the corner. So maybe once uh, Royal Rumble season kicks in, we'll start to see them, uh, you know, expound on the stories a little bit more, and we'll start to see a lot of people uh, rise to the top. I like to be optimistic. Um, you brought up NXT. One of your topics was a brand hot take. 
Yeah, we kind of we kind of been already talking about it some. I mean, I I like SmackDown. I like Dynamite Collision. I know you're a little bit down AEW right now, but Raw man, like we talked about this before. I kind of just go through the motions on watching Raw. You got three hours of that show. I'm seeing the same variation of the main event every week. This week we had Sammy versus another Judgment Day member was in the Damian Priest. That was the main event. Mm-hmm. They'll put on good match. You'll have at least one, like, all right, that was a slapper match. But I feel like they're kind of going through the motions every week. And it's a lot better than it was when Vince was running it. You know, it's kind of like you're eating Sonic burgers for all of these years. And then you finally get to get a steak from uh, Sizzler or uh, Texas Roadhouse. Longhorns. Longhorn, Longhorn. You, can get, not, you can get a Jack Daniels and Coke for four ninety nine with your yeah. steak at Longhorn. Exactly. It's not quite Ruth Chris, but this is good. It's better than new Sonic Burgers I've been getting. I feel like that's how Raw is now. Is Ruth Chris worth it? Worth it? Oh, oh yeah. It's melts in your mouth like butter, man. Yeah, I've never been. I've I've wanted to. There's one like literally five minutes from my house at an Embassy Suites hotel, and I saw the price of it one year when I stayed there, and I was like, "Fuck that. We're going to Steak and Shake." Yeah, I haven't been in a while, but when I had my little security job right before I went back to law school, I was saving up some money. So I went a few times, and I'm like, man, it melts it. You don't need any steak sauce. Just melt in your mouth. I know Fogo de Chao was good, but that's more of an all-you-can-eat steak place. Yeah. But that's the Brazilian steakhouse, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really that's good. good. And you leave there with the meat sweats. Like You don't have to yeah. eat for like two days after you leave Fogo de Chao. Man, you're making me hungry. I still ain't eat yet. <laughs> but uh, I, I recommend you going like on Valentine's Day or something. Go to Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris? But, yeah, uh, we'll try it. Um, yeah, so and I was thinking about it. I'm like, is NXT the best brand in wrestling right now? After mm. I watched that last night's episode, they got the storylines and they got the wrestlers and the in-ring product to go with it. Because after that match that uh, Carmelo and Dragunov put on, they had the, the cliffhanger with him and uh, Trick. I'm like, I can't wait to watch this again next week. Right. I was mad. I, you know, Corbin's my boy, but I'm like, Corbin, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I got to find out what's happening with Trick and Mello. And it went off. Like, oh. <laughs> now I got to wait till next Tuesday. But, but yeah, they, they do a good job of doing the backstage uh, segments. And they'll go uh, do off-site stuff as well. And... They got the in-ring stuff, the Creed Brothers and Los Lotharios. They put on the bang. I'm like, man, how do I think about it? Is NXT the best brand in wrestling? I don't know what your thoughts on this is. You know what they're doing? What's that? They're doing exactly what we just complained about the women's division not have doing. They're making you, they're giving stories about people. They're making you either want to cheer them or boo them. Like, everybody you named, you got a story on them, right? Like, you know Baron Corbin. He came back down from the fucking main roster. He thinks he's better than everybody else. I, I don't like him. You know Melo. Melo was the champ. He finally lost. Trick was his boy, always helping him. They both kind of turned face. Now you're trying to figure out, like, is Melo jealous because Trick got a title and he's over now and Melo hadn't won? Is Trick fucking figuring out that Melo's a piece of shit? <laughs> like, all these people have stories tied into him. And it makes you want, like you just said, I can't wait to watch it next week. Like, that's the way wrestling's supposed to be. And, yes, 
NXT is the best fucking brand on TV right now. You're absolutely right. And it's like a 180. Remember uh, a year and a half ago, people were crying about 2.0? Yeah, when they changed the colors on them. Slowly but surely. And like we said earlier, give it time because these were all new characters. It was like a reboot and people were complaining about it. But now that you give these people time, look at it now. It's probably like the best brand on TV right now. Yep. Uh, they turned uh, Braun Breaker, They're listening to the people's gripes, they turned Braun Breaker, and now he's been cooking as a heel, the spare that he has, and he's just a menace behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. NXT, you got the, the, the breakout tournament. Our girl, uh, Laredo. Lola Vice. Lola Vice. I keep calling her by her real name. Lola Vice won the, the tournament. So they like building the, the next generation slowly but surely. Uh, She's definitely got like, a... She definitely what? got a bright future behind her. <laughs> Whoa, now. <laughs> definitely. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what were we, we going to say? Uh, uh, we didn't talk about this because I think we were recording. I think you probably commented on it. You did comment on it. Uh, our girl, uh, what's her name? Fallon Henley dressing up like. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that was gold, man. I didn't even know it was Fallon Henley. If you remember, like I was like, there's some girl on here dressed like Tiffany Stratton, and I don't know who she is. And I had to watch it later. I didn't know it was Fallon. And then once they said it, I was like, oh fuck yeah, that's Fallon. But yeah, she wasn't bad as a blonde. I bet whoever her partner is, she probably makes them happy when she puts a wig on, switching it up, a whole new woman. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they but, they got to uh, come out with that dark side of the ring behind the scenes like couples edition in wrestling. I would love to oh, like yeah. hear all the stories about like who cheated on who and who cheated Even, with who. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be definitely gold if they did that. Yeah, they've done everything else, so might as well come out with a couple's dark side of the ring. There's a couple but, stories uh, that like I would love to know the truth about that I'm not going to name on here because they might. Involve some uh, friends of the show. Oh, we might have to talk about that off air. Yeah, I can tell you later. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, as I was say, even with uh, I, don't, I know you don't like this group that much. Chase, you like? I'm kind of invested on. You got this weird thing going on with Thea Hale and J.C. Jane pulling her to dark side, but now they're back in good graces. But you got a feeling that it's not authentic. Like, yeah, they got multiple stories going on and. No, you're not a fan of this guy, but it seems like Shawn Michaels is cooking. I'm not giving him the credit. What? <laughs> so you're just not going to give him the credit where credit is due? I didn't say it was due. I'm not going to give him the credit. Uh, okay. I guess that's how things work. Shawn Michaels piece <laughs> of shit. So they just, it's all just happening by itself. Nobody's running it behind the scenes. I ain't giving Triple H the credit either. Fuck him. Too. Fuck both of them. You know what? Let's go Tony Khan. <laughs> A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub. Hey, that's funny how DX was running amok being assholes in 97, and now both of them basically running the company. Right. Who would have thought? thought that? Uh, Let's go yeah, ahead man. and, uh, unless you're, are you, are you done with your brand? Let's go ahead and uh, predict Crown Jewel, and then we'll do our power rankings and NFL picks. We'll try to get through these pretty quick because we're, we're running long, and AEW is starting. Let's get it. Crown Jewel. I got the card right here. Uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty lengthy card. 
I will be flying from Atlanta to Cancun while this is going on. So I'll try to stay off of social media until like Monday and watch it Monday morning. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, there's a kickoff show match. Sami Zayn and J.D. McDonough. Hmm. I, I mean, I'll take Sami Zayn, obviously. Yeah, give me Sami Zayn. Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. Uh, they're getting a little heated, and I feel like there was a... Somebody had posted, like, what if this is leading up to Cody winning the title at Mania and Priest cashing in and stealing it from him, which I had thought about that, too, but I think this is actually going to lead to fucking Cody versus Priest for the briefcase. Really? And that's how Cody will get his shot at Roman, is he'll fucking call him out at WrestleMania. I'm cashing in at hmm. WrestleMania 40, night two. So... You thinking that the Royal Rumble winner will, will go for Seth's belt if he still has it at the time? Yeah. And then you think uh, Elimination Chamber is just going to be for like a secondary title probably? Maybe. Maybe they'll do a tag team title match. Yeah, they haven't one of those in a while. But in this uh, one, I got Cody Rhodes winning against Damian Priest. Yeah, give me Cody. Uh, United States Championship, Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. I'm going to take Logan Paul to win and gallivant all across everything with that title well right now we got all the same picks because I'm, I'm taking logan paul to be your new united states champion wwe women's championship eo sky taking on bianca belair Ooh, give me eo to retain have they done a women's title change in saudi I think they may have done one. Didn't that's where isn't that where uh Oscar won this past year? Early this year, I mean. Did she win in Saudi or did she win it in another country? It was in another country. I don't know if it was if Saudi. It was not a champion then that was that was Saudi. Hmm. Maybe you're right. I think Bianca wins it back. I think You think so? Yeah, I think it, as much as people like Eo, I think she's been a transitional champion, transitioning from Bianca back to <laughs> fucking Bianca, I guess. But that's what they usually do, though, in the first reign. It's usually like a test run, and it's usually not that lengthy, so you, you may be right. Uh, yeah, Oscar beat Bianca earlier this year in Saudi Arabia, so maybe they do it again. Did she win the title there, or did she keep the title there? She won the title there. Oscar defeated Bianca Belair champion. Mm. That's gotcha. back when it was still the Raw title. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, John Cena taking on Solo Sokoa. You know, it'd be funny if Solo won just uh, all this crying and complaining John's been doing about not winning in five years, but I'm going to go with Super Cena to make his return and get his win. I almost think Solo has to win. Why? Because he doesn't ever win. I mean, he went on like a undefeated streak for like six months. He was beating who, though? I mean, when it comes to the somebody else. when it comes to the fucking yeah, you heat him up just so you can feed him to Cody and John Cena and Jay Uso. Like he yeah. hadn't beat anybody of and and L.A. Knight. Like he ain't beat anybody of relevance. Mm, I feel like he on the way to WrestleMania, he got a, a big win over somebody. But it's been so long ago, I can't even remember. 
Now he's about to lose the fucking ball head to John Cena. <laughs> With all that money, you think he'd get that fixed? Come on, Cena. I'm picking Solo. Okay, this is where we differ. Well, we differed on the women's match too. So, it's women's spicy now. Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley's defending against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zoe Stark. There's nobody in this match that I give a fuck about seeing beat Rhea Ripley for the title. I think the safe pick is Rhea, which is where I'll go. But if you want to keep Rhea strong, this is the perfect opportunity to get the title off of her and not have her get pinned. But I'm going to go Rhea. Who would you have as winner, Nia? Yeah, just because she's such a big... <sighs> Like a, a big heel, a monster heel. That's the word I was looking for. Boy, you talk about getting booed out the building on Monday Night Raw when you walk out and Nia's got the fucking title. Hey, <sighs> that's what it's all about. I say pull the trigger. People fucking hate Nia Jax, too. Like, I don't know why. Is it because uh, her views online? You know what it is? I'll be honest. Everybody's so fucking boisterous about being inclusive and fat shaming and stuff like that. They don't like her because she's big. You think so? Yeah. I don't want to get into her uh, out of character politics because wasn't she like an anti-vax type person and, and all that? They didn't like her before that. Hmm. Honestly, I don't think that. I think I think just the look of Nia Jax, people don't like her. And because she don't give a fuck, people don't like her. Nia no. Jax, by the way, one of the prettiest fucking faces in wrestling. Yeah. Well, if that's the reason when they're just pieces of shit, then yeah, people but, are pieces of but, shit, EJ. But then they weren't they cheering her for a little bit when she, uh, Bliss turned on her. Yeah, when Bliss was fat shaming her, they were like, "That's too much. We got to <laughs> cheer for her." And then as soon as she won, they were like, "Nah, she's a little bit too. It's a little bit too much woman for me to cheer for." That's people. People are assholes and fickle. You, if anybody was a hater, you would think I would, cause she fucking broke Becky Lynch's face. That's what made Becky a star, though. That's not what made her. I hate when people say that. <laughs> uh, it didn't make her a star, but it, it did helped help to the visual. It did help. Yeah, it definitely did a lot for it. But I mean, she had to fucking get up and do it too. Um, True. I got Rhea also, but I, I think if they do take it off of her, they should put it on Nia. Because nobody cares about Shayna Baszler. Nobody cares about Raquel. And nobody cares about Zoe Stark. Zoe's new. But what they've done to Shayna, I don't get. I mean, I know she came in when Vince was still around. But biting people's neck, the vampire wasn't a good start. But I feel like Triple H is trying to heat her back up. Remember she destroyed everybody in that fucking Elimination Chamber match to fight Becky at WrestleMania? Yeah. And what happened since? The, I think the pandemic fucked her. Of all the people, of all people that got fucked over by the pandemic, I really think Shayna Baszler was like one of the main ones. Yeah, she was say that she was fucking white hot going into WrestleMania, and then they had to wrestle in front of nobody, and Becky beat her. Honestly, she go back to NXT for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I think. If the pandemic wouldn't have happened, I think she probably beats Becky at WrestleMania. Hmm. At WrestleMania, the, the one that was no crowd. Yeah, 
But if they would have kept it at Tampa, I think she beats Becky. Hmm. You might be on to something. I think they were building her up to fucking be a destroyer. And when the pandemic happened, I think the call was made, well, we can't have Becky lose in a fucking warehouse. Like, we're already going to have Brock lose in a warehouse. I mean, I could see them doing that because isn't that right before she went on maternity leave? Be- well, Becky wasn't, uh, she wasn't pregnant at the time of WrestleMania, but it had been a little while after. Um, okay. Man, she bounced back quickly because she came back SummerSlam 21. And that WrestleMania is 2020. It only take nine months to bake a biscuit. That's true. That's true, but her bounce back game, but she does have access to trainers, so. Yeah, I'm sure the, like, she talks about, like, being, I think she's vegan or vegetarian, one of the two. So, like, I, I doubt she drinks a lot. And she's always in the fucking CrossFit gym, her and Seth, so. She probably, honestly, she probably didn't gain that much when she was pregnant. As a matter of fact, I know she didn't because she had a, uh, she had like a photo shoot towards the end of it. And I was like, she don't even look pregnant. Then she turned sideways and I was like, oh yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she probably had an easy pregnancy. Uh, I'm curious to see how much the baby weighed. Probably didn't weigh much. All that CrossFit. <laughs> the baby was in there turning tires over while while she was inside <laughs> of her. Come on, mom, you got yeah. one more. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Lynches, World Heavyweight Championship: Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Man, I kind of want to pick Drew, but I'm I'm not. I'm gonna pick Seth, and this will be the last time. I put this out there and maybe Damian Priest this is where he cashes in after Drew beats Seth up I'm taking Seth as well I don't think there'll be a cash in though Hmm. and here we go the main event your boy L.A. Knight Yeah. yeah his first main event of a PLE of WWE he's main evented before in Impact He's main evented in NWA, but he ain't never main evented in front of 40,000 people in Saudi Arabia against the best sports entertainer in the world. The best professional wrestler. Not wrestler, because that's Will Ospreay. And there is a difference. I feel like professional wrestler entails everything. Inside the ring, Will Ospreay is the best. But the totality of everything, I think Roman's got it. Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. That, by the way, just, you know, it's nitpicking, but just to show that your boy ain't ready, he kept calling it the WWE Championship when he was being rude as fuck to the Tribal Chief. Wow. Talk about that little nitpick. He did I it mean, like three technically times. It, technically, it is. It's the, I guess it's the combined universe, WWE Universal Undisputed. That's too long. You, you better call it what they fucking tell you to call it. It doesn't say anything anymore. I'm sure Triple H had a nice little sit down with him. And... Come on, man. Uh, you know what the real name is. Uh, He's, so uh, we're gonna go with Roman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you be. We'll let you come out and interrupt this entrance, and you can sit at the head of the table. But Roman in three minutes, come Saudi. 
Good job, kid. Way to get over. It's not gonna be a three minute match. Um I think so I guess that's your pick, Roman. The match will probably long last as long as Roman's intro. His intro is hella long. It's longer than the Undertaker's. He's better than Undertaker. Yeah, I've never been a Taker guy, so I'm not gonna fight you on that. Fuck him. You are, did you make your pick? Yeah, I'm picking Roman. Why does uh why does Roman have to win though? Why wouldn't he? Hear me out. I mean, you haven't done this in a while. You hadn't done it since Royal Rumble, the one we went to, didn't we? Why can't Roman lose by DQ? Because there's no point. Just beat LA Knight and get on with it. What's the point of him beating him straight up? Because LA Knight's disrespectful. <laughs> okay, now, now you're talk, you talking, you talking from a, a fan's perspective. He don't deserve to be there. That's not, that's not a legit reason. Why why does Roman have to be L.A. Knight? Because L.A. Knight's not on his he's not in his level yet. I don't see a reason. Roman Reigns been be. the champion for over a thousand days. You really think L.A. Knight's gonna beat Roman Reigns? This guy's never won a title in WWE before. He just started winning matches. Remember they kept like, hey, if you win this match, you can fight. For this title, you can be in Money in the Bank. You can be at WrestleMania. And he kept losing and kept losing. Then he finally won a match the other night. Now he's getting a world title shot. I got a better question for you. Why does LA Knight have to beat Roman Reigns? Because I didn't say LA Knight should win the title. It keeps him white hot. And I think they should set it up for Survivor Series. You know, have, have Roman was like, man, I'm tired of wrestling this dude. Just Get a chair and beat the living shit out of LA Knight. Have LA Knight. Cody come down and have Cody come down and save him, and you leave the you have the fans leaving happy. What? Like you what? said, I think Roman's gonna win. Roman's gonna win. It's gonna be shenanigans though. Yeah, and the shenanigan is gonna be a heel turn, and you'll never see it coming. What heel turn? Oh, Cena. Cena's going to turn on L.A. Knight. Cena versus L.A. Knight at WrestleMania. I would love that. Bring back I don't the, see it happening, but Bring back the Doctor that. of Thugonomics. Ah. Real life. This is basic Thugonomics. Leave that behind the scenes. Why? I'll give, I'll give credit where credit is due. I think uh, Peter Rosenberg said this on his podcast. Why not have Hollywood Cena, him come out in a suit, button to the nine. Because we already had Hollywood Rock. But he didn't come out. He came out like in a vest. Like a suited down. That, was, Cena, just that was basically the Rock dressed up though. Like. <laughs> Not calling necessarily Hollywood Cena. Have him just be like a serious character. Like didn't Jericho do the same thing? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd rather see Dr. Thugonomics scene if he turns heel. But then people will start cheering him. Because people eventually start cheering that one because he was just so dope with his with his raps and stuff. Yeah, they need to start cheering him because after he beats LA Knight, he's going to turn back babyface. So he's going to turn him just a few I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. After he loses to LA Knight, 
him and LA Knight will stand in the ring and he'll raise LA Knight's hand and he'll be back to face again and he'll get LA Knight over bigger than he's ever been. Yeah. I like Cena turning heel, but I don't know. I feel like you should probably leave Thugonomics in the past. Come up with something new. It doesn't have to be the suit idea, but something else. I'd be down for it. He's just come out and act like The Rock. <laughs> Who, LA Knight? They no, John that. Cena. He's just he come out that. and be like, I said this guy was everything that was wrong with wrestling, and I was wrong. Now I get it. I'm too good for pro wrestling, just like The Rock was. <laughs> this place doesn't deserve me, just like it didn't deserve The Rock. See, now you're cooking. I can hey. see Cena doing something like that. That'd be that'd be kind of dope. I'm all for it. But now that we put it out there in the universe, you know it's not going to happen. Yeah. So who you got? I got Roman. By shenanigans, you know, retread what they've probably done in the past. Jimmy or Soul will come out. It is getting old. Like, I kind of was over it at SummerSlam when him and Jay wrestled. Like, I honestly would have rather he just beat Jay fair and square and have all that shit happen. Um, well, how about this? What if they, they did it last year, I think, at the same show? or was, No, that was Clash of the Castle. What if they introduced a new Bloodline member? Who? I don't know. They got 10 million of those cousins out there. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I don't right. know, but that'd be a good way to switch it up and have Jimmy or Solo do it. I don't know. Or just have him win fair and square. He hadn't done that since fucking he beat Cesaro. Come on. You know that's not going to happen. Not with LA Knight. The princes will go crazy. We pay you all this money to have our guy lose like that? Them niggas love Roman Reigns over there. I heard that they wanted LA Knight to be in this main event. That's the only reason why he's in this spot. What the little birdies are saying. Yeah. He was over in uh, Saudi Arabia before he really got the groundswell when he was over there uh, for United Champions. I don't even think he was on that card. Yeah, they were chanting his name at the uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we won't have time to get to uh, power rankings today. Uh, oh, I had some good ones on there, too. Well, you can go through yours if you want to. I uh, usually yeah, do mine. I'm not going to go uh, on a long uh, explanation of all of them. I had your boy LA Knight 5, Creed Brothers 4. They put that banger on. Sheeta 3. Lyle Valkyria, the new women's champion in NXT, too. And then your boy Maxwell Jacob Freeman with that bang of a match with Kenny Omega at number one. I had Sheeta at five, Lola Vice at four, uh, MJF at three. Uh, no, I'm sorry, MJF at two. Who was my three? Was it AEW, WWE, Becky? No. Um, whatever. My number one <laughs> was uh, Lyra for beating Becky. Um, oh, Dragonoff. Dragonoff's my number three. The match last night. Yeah. Well, here we go. Speed power rankings for the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, let's get to these NFL picks, EJ, and get up out. Let's get it. So, last week, the results, you did pretty well last week. I'm still mad about that Giants and Jets pick because I, I don't know why I picked the Giants. I asked you about it last week, too. I can't remember. I think you said because the Giants were home, even though technically they both were home. <laughs> yeah, that makes I no can't sense. remember the exact reason. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, my, let me pull this up really quickly. My system is being weird, but you went, you went ten and six, and I went eleven and five. So it was really close. I don't know somehow you call that Chiefs game, which I didn't see coming. And the Forty ers they kind of fall off the cliff since he beat them last week. Mm-hmm. Joe Cool, and baby. That, uh, was that Joe Cool? Joe Burrow, he's back. That calf is healed now. Apparently, but they got some stiff competition with the uh, Ravens as far as that division goes. And uh, the the year total is I'm 73 and 49, and you are 62 and 60, so you're above 500. You're creeping back in there. And I'm only only got 10 wins over you right now, so slowly but surely. But also, uh, we faced off each other in uh, fantasy football. I was down 25 points going into Monday Night Football. And I had Devontae Adams. <laughs> That's what I had in my other league. I had him and the Myers. And those boys got me a total of two points. Bro, I was sure he. I was going to win. I woke up on Tuesday when I go to, like, fuck with my lineup and shit like that. And it said I lost. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, like, is there some kind of glitch? Like, there's no way I fucking lost. I was up by almost 30 points. And then I went and looked, and I'm like, I don't even know who the guy was you started. And he scored 30. Yes. He's like, the Lions running back. He's been like, balling for this year. Yeah. That's what he I got did rid the of. I same thing. I, I said this is over, but on the other side of things, because I, on my other league, I got both uh, Devontae Adams and the Myers wide receiver. And I'm like, this is over. But I forgot I had Gibbs for a second because then I woke up and like, oh, snap, I won in the other league. So, you know. It's a silver lining behind this. Yeah, it's funny. And the shitty thing was is I started uh, Pacheco for Kansas City instead of Gus Edwards. He got like four points, and I think Edwards had like 26. So I would have like, yeah. That always works out. Yeah. I don't know why yeah, I would have not started Gus Edwards either. Like that's I literally picked him up off of waivers to be my other starting running back, and I've had him on the bench. But it is what it is. Yeah, in my other league, if I would have benched one of those Raiders receiver and put uh, Hill in, I would have won in that one. So yeah. That's how, how it works sometimes. I think Devontae Adams about to find a spot on my bench for the next few weeks. I was, think, I was thinking the same thing for my Yahoo League. Uh, you got the picks up in front of you? Yep. All right, Thursday night football. The Tennessee Titans at 3-4. and four. Travel to take on the four and three Pittsburgh Steelers. This is in Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, the Titans. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna say the losing streak continues for Pittsburgh. Give me Tennessee. I'll take Pittsburgh in this one. Um. Wow. What a fucking game to put on at nine thirty a.m. From Frankfurt. 
the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. Six and two versus six and two at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Holy shit. They definitely put a good one on over there. I know CBS is pissed off that the NFL took that game from them and put it on the NFL network at 9.30 in the morning. I just know they are. Sucks to be them. Who you got in that one? I'm going to take the Dolphins. I was going to take Miami, too. I don't trust trust KC's offense right now. They're not giving Patrick Mahomes any help with his receivers. I don't think they have the firepower to keep up with them. They're going to stall out, so that's why I'm taking Miami. The Minnesota Vikings at 4-4 with no quarterback travel to Atlanta to take on the 4-4 Atlanta Falcons. Give me the Falcons. I'm going to take the Vikings. All right. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at 5-2 travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I got Baltimore. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the Ravens as well. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. I'll take Cleveland. Yeah, that Browns defense is something vicious, so... Going with the dog pound as well. Here we go. The L.A. Rams travel to Green Bay to take on the Packers. L.A. Rams are just not good right now. But I don't know. What's up with Matthew Stafford's thumb? Is he going to play? I don't know, but I don't really trust the Packers either. This will be like what separates us, these like 50-50 games. Somebody's got to win. So I'll go with the home team, I guess. Give me Green Bay. Uh, Outdoors at Lambeau, I'll th- the Hollywood yeah. team. I'll take the Rams. You're either gonna blow me away this week, or I'm gonna fucking catch you. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. Damn, another game where it could go either way. But yeah, I guess I'll take Houston to bounce back. Uh, yeah, I'll take Houston also. The Washington Commanders versus the New England Patriots. Days after Washington just traded away their entire defensive line. And basically admitted to their fan base, we're giving up. This is in New England? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got to go with the Patriots, even though I'm not high on them. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots also. Uh, The Chicago Bears travel to New Orleans to take on the NFC South leading New Orleans Saints. Actually, the the Falcons are leading. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's not a good division. (laughs) Yeah, they're both 4-4, though. Give me the Saints. Uh, Is Justin Fields back yet? I'll take the Saints also. I'm, I think he's still out. Yeah, I'll take the Saints as well. 
the Indianapolis Colts travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. I'll take the Colts in this one. These are some not good games this week. They're not good, but they're hard to pick. Yeah. Give me a give me the Colts as well. Begrudgingly. <laughs> the New York Giants take on the Raiders. Another oh, awful geez. game. Give me, give me the, give me the, I don't even know the Giants quarterback name. <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders. Usually when coaches get fired in the middle of the fucking season, the team fucking galvanizes and yeah, for at least a couple weeks, I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, I guess I'll go with the Raiders too. I don't even know the Giants court. They don't have a quarterback because Tyrell Taylor got injured. What's wrong with Daniel Jones? He's he's been injured for a while. I don't know what's wrong with him. But he's been injured for a while. Does the NFL have a QB problem outside of the top guy? <laughs> it's mm. like, yeah. It's time for the main. Oh, you didn't make your pick yet. I got. I said Raiders. The main event of the evening, EJ. The five and two Dallas Cowboys travel to Philadelphia to take on the seven and one. Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you have? Hey, like I've said on a previous podcast, you can't accuse me of being a homer. I think our Cowboys are going to split the series, and this is where they drop it. They're dropping in Philly. So, begrudgingly, I'm I'm going to go with Philly getting this one. Give me the Cowboys. And if I'm wrong, man, I'll be a happy guy. But you got the Cowboys? Yep. You think and, uh, the team from last weekend shows up again? I would love it. I got the Cowboys by 10. 10 points on the road. Mm-hmm. I say if, if the Cowboys win, I think it'll be like a field goal game. But I wouldn't be mad at that. Three Send turnovers by Jalen Hurts. Send the people home Philly mad. I might actually watch fucking that show with Joy Taylor and Sean McCoy the next day. Oh, they they cowboy haters. Oh yeah, big time. Joy Taylor's Joy turned Taylor? into yeah, she's turned into the biggest Dak hater. Like every time he does something good, she's like, "Yeah, but what about the past thirty years?" That's literally her answer to it. Anytime somebody brings up a good point, she's like, "Yeah, but they haven't won in thirty years." They're like, "What the fuck does that have to do with Dak?" She's like, "Well, he." He needs this. Like she hates on Dex. So her and her and Shady McCoy sit there and like hate on Dex so bad on this. I've never watched it. I just see the clips on Twitter where people get mad about it and then they like they go back and piece little things together that she said were how come you basically people accused her of like giving Jalen Hurts a pass for how bad he's been playing, even though they're winning. She's like, well, they've been winning. And people were like, well, Dak was winning last year, too. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts went to the Super Bowl. It's like, but we can't go to the Super Bowl this week. We're just talking about right now. So, yeah, Joey Taylor turned into a fucking, not not a Cowboys hater. She turned into a Dak hater. Like, she shits on him big time. Well, first take, I'm also a Cowboy hater. Now you got Shannon and uh, Stephen A. tagging up. But I didn't know Joey was hating on Dak and then the Cowboys. I mean, is she a Dolphins fan? So I don't know who she. I just know she's fine. Yeah, I think she's a Dolphins fan, and her team hasn't won since she's been alive. So yeah, they won't talk. She won't get uh, 
She won't get ratings for talking about that though. She'll get ratings for like shitting on the Cowboys. But you know why Sean McCoy is hating? He's an eagle, so yeah. I expect that out of him, but I expect more from you, Joy Taylor. Do better. She's like, yeah, well, I'm cashing these checks. True. These fucking Louis Vuittons ain't cheap. True. Her Instagram is a lot of fun, though. Got me on that. Yeah, I've I've seen. I wonder if she's still with, uh, what's his face, the the basketball coach, Earl. I can't remember his last name. She's with him for a while. But, hey, he's going to hate. The Buffalo Bills travel to Ohio to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, this is hard. I'm, I think Cincinnati keeps their momentum going. Give me the Bengals. The Bills lose the teams they're not supposed to, and the teams that you think are better than them, they beat. And I feel like they're going to beat the Bengals. This is in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. 8-20 Eastern, Sunday night football. So... Like you said, this is your week to catch up. We got a bunch of different picks. The Los Angeles Chargers travel to New York to take on the New York Jets on Monday night. The give Jets me, are me, actually give me the Chargers. The Jets are four and three. They're like yeah. holding yeah. on, man. And you know your boy Rogers is he's like three weeks away from coming back. Okay. <laughs> Rush it if he wants to. His, uh, Achilles will be popping right back off the bone like a like a piece of stewed chicken. One, two, three, four, five, six. But, seven, yeah, they're at four and three, but they're not a pretty four and three. So the Chargers got to get back on track. So I'm gonna pick them. If the playoffs started today, the Jets would be one one team out. They'd be the number eight team. What? The Bengals would be number nine. Really. Yeah, they they're four and three. So hmm. this game against Buffalo is pretty big. Um, I think the Bengals will be a wild card team. If the playoffs started today, your Dallas Cowboys would be the number five seed to take on the Atlanta Falcons. I would love that because I would definitely <laughs> go to that game. I hope that happens. Yeah, if Dallas doesn't win the first round by and they have to go on the road, I hope they have to play whoever's in the a- a- NFC South. I just. I, I rather for some reason I'd rather go to Philly than forty somehow the forty nineers because right now they're not even winning their division. It's the Seahawks. I wouldn't mind going to Seattle, uh, but for some reason I don't. I don't like uh, Santa Clara. Cowboys play way when they go there for some reason. Yeah, I feel like in order for Dallas to get to where they want to get to, they're gonna have to beat San Francisco. I hope, just, what if what if we could avoid them? I mean. I, I would love to. I'm just saying I feel like that's not how football works, you know. I think they're going to have to beat them. I mean, I wanted to avoid them last year. And you know what would have happened? Seattle could have beat them, and Seattle had them on the ropes and then ended up losing to them, and that would have avoided everything because if you look at the road that the Eagles had to take to get there, they got a first-round bye. They beat Daniel Jones and the Giants to get to the championship. And then they had to play the fourth-string quarterback because Brock Purdy got hurt early and the Eagles' best defense – I mean, the Niners' best defensive player got hurt. So they basically just walked through San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the teams that Dax had to play against in the playoffs, like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, uh, Russell Wilson when he was good in the Seahawks, uh, the Rams team that went to the Super Bowl, 
the fucking Tom Brady a year after winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, Dax had to play really good teams in the playoffs, and the Eagles just got to walk through. But had Seattle won last year and beat uh, San Francisco, uh, I think the way it was seeded, Seattle would have went to Philly, and Dallas would have hosted the Giants in the next round. But because Seattle didn't beat San Francisco, Dallas then had to go to San Francisco, and the Giants went to Philly. So imagine that, Seattle versus Philly and Dallas and New York. Dallas would have smoked New York and been in the NFC Championship to take on the winner, but they didn't. They also could have just beat San Francisco, like take away all the ifs, ands, and buts. They could have just won the fucking game last year. Um, yeah, it's a traditional rivalry, and you know how that goes. Sometimes it's psychological, too. It could be a repeat of the fucking 80s and 90s, though, like – Eventually, Dallas had to beat San Francisco. That was the team they couldn't fucking beat. And when they finally beat them, it was like, we're winning the Super Bowl now. Like, for years, the winner of the Cowboys and 49ers game won the Super Bowl for, like, I think three or four years in a row. I mean, sometimes history repeats itself, but sometimes it doesn't. Because I was banking on that uh, last decade. I'm like, all right, the 70s were the Cowboys, the 90s were, so now the 2010s is going to be Cowboys decade. And it didn't happen, so. Like you said, it could happen, though. I don't need a decade, EJ. I just need one. <laughs> I just one need one. One would be sweet, but multiple would be even sweeter. Just give me the one first. True. Like, UGA won two two years in a row now. It was cool last year, but it wasn't nothing like that first one. Hey, the first one was always sweetest. I mean, but like you said, um, Keep making the playoffs. That's the first step, and hopefully you got to get over that hump one day. Yeah, you can't get there if you don't make the playoffs. So anyway, that's all I got. EJ, you got anything else? Uh, we just dropped today a new episode of uh, Haymaker Combat. I think this right now is premiering on YouTube, and we'll drop the audio later. And shout out to everybody listening, and supporting us, man. Francis got robbed. Nah, he had some good moments, but he didn't get robbed. I don't know. I don't. I don't know shit about boxing. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying he, what I've been reading on on Twitter. I didn't watch it either. Good, yeah, he looked good, but that is pretty yeah. impressive though for him to be able to go toe to toe with Fury though. Yeah, not having a official boxing match ever. I don't know if that's saying more about Ngannou or Fury, but either way, it was entertaining. I bet Fury probably took him lightly and didn't really train like he was supposed to. That's exactly what happened. He announced a fight that's supposed to happen in, in December before he even fought Fury. So I definitely yeah. think he didn't take him serious as he should have. Yeah, I feel like if it was if he was fighting fucking Wilder or somebody like that, he probably would have trained a little harder and would have looked a little. I, again, I didn't watch it, but I'm just like. He definitely didn't take this guy serious. He took him serious enough to not get knocked out, but he didn't take him serious like he should have. Hey, that's how you lose your spot, getting lazy. But luckily, he was able to hold on. But if you want to hear about that, go check out Hey Make Combat Sports. Uh, we will be off next week because I will be in Mexico. So enjoy Crown Jewel. Enjoy all the football. Enjoy all the wrestling. Enjoy all the MMA enjoy the fucking drop in the weather as my heater just kicks on it's already down in the 30s up here in georgia so 
I'm picking a great time to get the fuck out of here. For I'm Egypt, <laughs> I am too, and I ain't been there yet. I can't wait. I'm getting so excited. Every day I wake up, I'm like, fuck yeah, it's almost time to go. Not excited about getting on an airplane, but I'm excited about landing. <laughs> I hear that. Uh, you ever been to Mexico? I have. It's I, dope, man. I've been to Cancun. I asked this question on the Carl page. Do I need to get pesos or can I just use American money? Nah, you use your cars to swipe. I mean, I, everything's paid for, like all inclusive. I'm just talking about for like tips and shit like that. I, I tipped in dollars. Yeah. Our yeah, dollar's dude. worth more than their fucking pesos, right? Yeah, exactly. So. I think it'd just be cool. To, I think it'd be cool to have pesos. I might go to the bank tomorrow and get some pesos to take with me. Yeah, get it and keep it as souvenirs. Next time you go to the strip club, just start making it rain pesos. <laughs> that was a hundred pesos. That was a hundred pesos, even though it's only like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh boy, my boy Prince Nana's out here. It's my guy. <laughs> Swerve, what up, drive? Drive, <laughs> little dance. He was doing it at the same time you were doing it. I swear <laughs> to God. Y'all were on the screen right next to each other doing the same shit. That's, That's hilarious. funny. Yeah. Shout out to Prince Nana. Got re-signed. Shout out to uh, my boy Stokely Hathaway, too. Did you see that tweet that I posted to him talking shit to John Moxley? I, uh-uh. put it, I put it in our Discord. It's pretty funny. Um, I'll check that out. Yeah, but for uh, for EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boots to the Face. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace. Recording stop.